0: Okay, okay, y'all. It's your girl, Syrah and we are back at it again. Here's round two of our questions from Ask Zeta. You can find these questions at www.askzeta.com forward slash magazine. Is it just me or is it getting emotional and hot in here? Let's get in before I jump out
1: to girls just want to have funds. The weekly podcast that deconstructs the intimidating world of finance, hosted by Syra Ramon, VP of Finance at H M Bradley, and her partner in crime Megan McShane, a manager at a Fortune 100 company, and supported by Stocktwits. Girls just want to have funds. Will take on the important questions in personal finance that so many of us avoid, but also take on a glass of wine or two. Learn more, subscribe to the show, and join Syra and Megan on their no shame adventure to financial freedom at girlsjustwanna.com. Hey, Nina. Hey, Sai, Sai How are you? Oh,
0: man. I'm so bummed that you're like gone still.
1: <laughs> I love how much you love me. <laughs> Excuse you. We love each yeah. other. I miss you too. You take that back. I miss
0: you We're too. doing couples questions. Yeah, that's right. You do miss me too.
1: <laughs> I do. Ugh. <sighs> But I do like that we're doing couples questions, part two, which is kind of fun. Part
0: two, part two. Yeah. We still have, what, nine questions to go?
1: Fast math. Oh.
0: <laughs> Your sister's favorite quote. Did you take anything away from last week when we had done these questions? Like, what was one, one thing that might have changed after you had that conversation with me? Because I feel like it, I took a big weight away from that conversation that we had.
1: I think it had me kind of take a step back and realize the thematic nature of my, my spending habits and the way that I look at money and how they are deep rooted in kind of those family values, like where did we start out and what are our first money memories is so vital to so many things, mm-hmm. but also in the same way, they're so emotive, like there's stories tied to everything that we do with money because it becomes a part of our life which makes it more it makes it easier to talk about. That's how I felt.
0: Right on. I love that. And for what it's worth, it's made it easier for Nick and I to have our Sunday morning conversations about how our finances are because we are budgeting aggressively for a lot of things right now. And having like these little questions where we can share memories or talk about something positive about the other person, their financial situation has definitely alleviated some of the stress that you go through when you're building that budget or when you have to talk about how you're constraining yourself to succeed. Is it only Restraining yourself, not constraining. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I'm starving.
1: I know. Is it only on Sundays? Because for me, I like wake up and I'm like, what's your first money memory?
0: (laughs) You just like I picture you, I picture you just like rolling over to tapping him on the shoulder to wake up and then say, Taylor, 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 what's your first money memory? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know me. Uh, okay. I'm like okay. he's okay. in the shower and I come in and like open the curtain like psycho style and I'm like, So like how did your parents feel about money?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm the same way. I like to corner Nick while he's on a Zoom call and I'll just be like sitting in his lap being like, honey. What drives your financial decisions?
1: Oh, I see a TikTok in our future. I do have to say, like that is epic. Okay,
0: should we continue? Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, should we take a quick break so we can dive into the rest of these questions?
1: Let's take a break. Okay.
0: Okay, Meg, you ready for round two? Yes. Okay, all right, I'm just gonna dive right in. What's one money habit that you admire about me?
1: I only get to pick one because oh. I admire so many about you. I truly, truly do.
0: Don't try to make this emotional. Okay.
1: I make everything emotional and just get the you program.
0: Everything's a chick flick to you.
1: Mm, I'm a chick flick. <laughs> What's one money habit I admire about you? God, top of the heap. I love how open, honest you are about money and, you have instilled a level of confidence in me in a realm i never wanted to touch and i admire that i wish i could hug you Aww. i wish i could hug you right now i really admire that about you sai and i do think other people do as well i think it's amazing to see like a powerful female being able to say like yeah this is how much money i made and i finally made you know that 100k or whatever because men do it so readily and i want you to know i actually have an example from this week one of our friends came over and we were talking about money and i had a really good conversation with him back and forth about budgeting and what i've been doing and he's like here's my spreadsheet and i was like here's mine and you know things i never thought that i could do on my own but you've instilled that confidence in me so i admire that most about you and your money
0: i love you and thank you so much for that compliment but also that makes me so proud of you that you had you had the courage to just step up and say, you know what, actually I'm pretty good at budgeting and here's exactly how I do it. I love hearing that. That is a huge step forward for you and for so many other women. And yeah, you just warmed my heart on a totally different level hearing that. And I know that it's something that other people might criticize me for because I know that other people don't like to talk about their finances in the same way that you that I do in specific. And I, you know, it's been a point of contention my whole life. People always ask me why I'm so open about it. And it's because I think that we need to make that conversation consistent and easy and comfortable for everyone because we're only going to make progress if we continue to push on by making it easier to have that conversation, not only about compensation, but about finances in general. So I'm so proud of you. That is incredible, Megan. Congratulations for doing that.
1: Thank you for being my cheerleader.
0: Always, always. And I'm excited for you to have more of those conversations because the more you do it, the, the more confident you'll feel about yourself. Definitely, which is how it should be. Which brings me to what I admire about you in terms of money habits. Don't make that face. Don't make that face. It's, this is a good one. Okay. It's something that's pre-Syra, Ooh. it's something that's from before this podcast. I think that you are super thoughtful with how you not only spend your money, but how you encourage others, whether or not to spend their money. And I go back to these moments in my life, especially when I was probably a little bit more frivolous, perhaps when I was going through my divorce and you always encouraged me to be better and do better. And that wasn't just in life. That was also with my finances and that thoughtfulness is something that you had before we even had this financial conversation. So I know that you are extremely hard on yourself right now because you're learning to balance the good with the bad as it comes to your financial situation, but you have always been thoughtful with how you spend, especially when you see your friends doing things. So it's something that I really respect you for. And it's something that I love you for. thank you. (laughs) Can't tell if that was
1: genuine or not. No, that was was completely (laughs) completely genuine. It really was. And I think, I don't know, this just goes to show there's love and money. Like there's things that you can admire and pull from your friends and it can be just, I don't know. I just love you, you know? Love you too. God, -hmm. we're only through one question. All right, folks, buckle (laughs) up, get your tissues. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Okay, okay. (sighs) All right, I'm next. Question 13, do you ever worry about our differing attitudes when it comes to saving or spending money?
0: (laughs) This is definitely a couple's question, but for what it's worth, yes, I do. (laughs) I, I mean, from my perspective, because I am coaching you a little bit or a lot of it, depending on how you view it, you know, there's this piece of me that's like, you know, when you're like review my bank statements and tell me how I'm doing. From my perspective, my initial thought is how honest does she want me to be? Because we all screw up and we all make mistakes. And and I still make mistakes on a daily basis, but I'm still striving to be better. So there's always that gauge of how far can you criticize before it's hurting someone's feelings. So that's something that I do think about when it comes to your finances. And for what it's worth, I have not restrained myself whatsoever. For the most part, I just unleash when it comes to what I think you need to fuel you to make you better, but that is something that that concerns me. What about you?
1: I think it's that, but on the reverse. <laughs> yeah. I get worried. like I, I'm scared of judgment as most sure. people are, and especially something that's as intimate as your finances. but yeah, I've committed to this process. I've committed to us working together, so that's probably why I sent you a PowerPoint with my statements. So at least, you know, I could have some say, <laughs> but no, you handle it well. And I don't want to be kitty gloved in any regard. Like I think it's important to be honest and say, Hey, did you catch this trend? Like that's a trend you have with your money. Did you realize that? Cause chances are it's a blind spot and I didn't know.
0: I feel that on a deep level. That's something I like, I love being called out for that kind of stuff because it's, it's important. Yeah, to self improvement, and that's a great way of putting it, Meg. I think the next question is my turn. So, if I lost one hundred dollars on something and I didn't tell you, would you be upset with me? And how about a thousand?
1: A hundred bucks? No, I wouldn't be upset with you. A thousand? Yeah, probably. If it was something, well, <laughs> it's you, so I know you probably wouldn't do it, but you know, if you gambled on on something, okay. How about this? We were in Las Vegas. Every, the world is open. Doesn't Vegas sound weirdly nice, by the way? Okay. <laughs> Just say. <saying. laughs> and we were going to go to a really nice dinner, and we were walking past a blackjack table. And you put down $1,000 and lost it within two seconds. I'd be a little ticked.
0: I feel like I've already done this in front of you. Are you using a life example? Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Am I ticked because I can't do that and you can? A little. Am I ticked because it seems frivolous? Yeah. A little frivolous. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. I feel like it was in blackjack. that Was it? I feel like it was roulette when I did that too. Anyways. It was. (laughs) Story of my life. And Vegas. I do miss Vegas for what it's worth. I'm thinking Nick and I might get married by Elvis just so that I can get a reason to go to Vegas. There you go. It's beautiful. Too, Too old to gamble just young enough to be married by all this. So hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. I don't care what the dollar amount is. I would be upset with you. (laughs) Yeah. It's a matter of principle. It's not about the dollar amount. That's how I view that.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Being frivolous with your funds is, is something that I expect out of someone that wants to live a frivolous life. And that is not you.
1: True. Ooh, yeah, that's valid. Buddha over here. Love it. Mm-hmm. Money, Buddha. Money Buddha. Okay.
0: All right. Your next question is your question.
1: Number 15. What are you working towards? What dreams do you have? Let's say 1 year, 5 year, 10 year, or even 20 year.
0: Okay. So the biggest thing that I'm currently working towards is growing a large family. And Nick and I are still negotiating exactly how many children that is. I was thinking like, you know, two to three, he's at like six. So we'll be somewhere in between, I'm sure. And with each child comes great expenses. So they say it's like $250,000 per kid from zero to 18. And that's if you stay thrifty. So I am continuously chewing on what that means from a budgetary perspective per child. And if you want to talk about short-term versus long-term goals, my one-year goal is to select a surrogate and have us be married and start financially molding together. So we're still in that initial phase of that since we haven't actually been married. Five-year goal would be to have him start investing a little bit more alongside me so that he has a larger nest egg and that that's a little bit more comparative to where I am. And so that we have something that we're building together to help our kids succeed since he wants to have, you know, Turn me into the little old lady that lived in a shoe. Ten-year goal for me is, to be perfectly honest, fully up and running the company that I currently work for that I love, H.M. Bradley. We have a lot of aspirational goals, and I, my goal is to have us IPO well before that 10-year line, probably somewhere around that five-year line, but I'll say between five and 10. And if we do IPO, I want to be the most badass female CFO of any bank, that any banker has ever seen so that's my personal tenure goal and i think alongside that comes you know nick succeeding in his first real foray into serious investing and that's not just on the stock market that's also investing with me in real estate that's investing with me in startups and, and a whole slew of other things that i have set up for him in terms of long-term goals And then in 20 years, I would like to be retired. I would like to be on a boat somewhere with my really cool van that I have, Mm -hmm. you know, next to the boat. And anytime I want to go somewhere, I can just sail away and then come back and then drive around in, in my cool van to, you know, wherever I feel like going as well. But for sure, retired. Yeah.
1: Does your van have stickers on it?
0: Ooh, Terrible question. My van's going to be black and it's going to be very ugly. And I want no one to, to know that it's a really rad van because I don't <laughs> want
1: it to get stolen. In my head, it was like a VW like uh, van with <laughs> stickers. Maybe that's no. my dream. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> You're going to have like the weird surfboards on top of it. You guys are going to be living. What's that one movie where the VW bug or not the bug, the van got really popular
1: with the little girl? I don't know. You lost me, but I feel like I'll i have go- to I'll come up with it. Yeah. I'll come up with
0: it. But anyways, same question, but for you, Nina, what are, mm-hmm. what are you working towards? What are your goals? One, five, 10 and 20. Yeah.
1: One year from now, I would like to be closer to my family physically, which is I love that in Chicago. That is one year from now in five years. I would like to start my own business, whatever that means. I think that's super important. 10 years, probably between five and 10 years, I would love to live abroad for like two years. We have like this dream of going to Berlin and living there and like raising our kids when they're really little, but then like bringing them back to the States. Not that I don't flipping love Chicago and how I grew up, but I would like for them to have a little bit of different culture and then bring it back and kind of set them on that motion. I think that's so amazing. God, 20 years retired?
0: We're going to be the two little old ladies that live in shoes next to each other. So
1: you're, you're buying a house in Long Beach, Indiana. Is that what what we're saying? (laughs)
0: Long Beach, Indiana. We go in there. Okay. You know, I will. (laughs) Inland ocean. Hell
1: yeah. I'm saying that just for you.
0: you. Okay. All right. Those are some amazing goals. And actually I, I can see all of them for you. Yeah. That's a very clear vision.
1: It seems clear, but there's a lot of steps, stepping <laughs> stones to get there, but it feels good yeah. to say out loud to tell you the truth. Yeah. Right on. Question 16. What do you think our financial situation is holding us back from doing?
0: Mm. This one's a tough one to answer. Let's answer individually. Yeah? yeah. So my current financial situation, probably my biggest issue right now is that I am losing a lot of liquidity because I have been investing in a lot of companies and it's not something that I ever really thought that I'd be doing, but I am. And it's, it's causing a lot of heartburn amongst members of my family when they're like, Oh, here's all these K ones. And none of them have any income on them. It's just literally drainage. Mm. So that is something that I I've decided that I'm pumping the brakes on investing in companies because it's a black box when you put money into a company and it's not a public company. So That's something that's holding me back. And I I think the other other thing in my financial situation that's holding me back a little bit is, and it's intentional, is that I'm trying to aggressively save. So I'm aggressively saving for my uber-expensive surrogate that we can talk about sometime on an episode and my, you know, in general, uber-expensive medical situation that will occur when that surrogate goes into play. What about you, Nina?
1: what about me i'm aggressively saving right now i think that's so important that is my number one financial goal even ahead of like saving for a house i want to make sure that nest egg is is comfortable and is full like on my little bucket and my plan inside of william like 110 percent. so you know maybe we can talk about this not today but It feels to me, I'm starting to constrain myself from doing other things because I'm so worried about not having that savings that I'm like, not as fun. (laughs) You know, maybe if the world was open it'd be a different story, then I'd be really unfun, but I'm just like a little bit less fun.
0: I think that's okay. And I also think it's okay for you to start exploring other habits and potential hobbies that might not be as expensive you know? Yeah. Yeah. I support that. I support that. Okay. Jumping to the next question. If we had all the money in the world, what would you want our lives to look like? God.
1: For me, I'd have multiple homes in different places. <laughs> like, okay. I would have a house in California. I would have a house in Chicago and I'd have a home in Italy. Okay. I'd rent them out, but I'd only rent them out to people I knew and trusted, so it could be friends that are traveling to Italy or people that I've met there. So it can be kind of like a house share situation. Yeah. I think that would be really fun because then I'm also making money on those investments. Right? Which is cool and it's passive. How about you?
0: Well, I I just want to touch on that. I like I love that your entire if you had all the money in the world, your whole thing is I just want to be able to travel and let my friends have a good time too. Mm-hmm. So I loved, I loved that. I thought that was amazing. If I had all the money in the world, I would have a house next door to my sister, wherever that is. I would always have a house next door to my sister. So I could always be there for her. And I would Get my dad some really cool tech because he just, I don't know. He's still, he's still a budgeter, but like he's retired and he should be able to have whatever he wants. So I would do that. And I would, I would get a really big, big house that any of my friends could come visit anytime that they wanted kind of in the middle of nowhere, but somewhere really beautiful somewhere, probably on the coast. Mm. And I would make it with an enormous backyard so that I could have 20 dogs and just run a shelter out of that thing and simultaneously have the most ridiculous pool for Nick. Because I don't really get into pools and you know that. I do know that. Yeah. And then I would also own a penthouse in Vegas. (gasps) Oh,
1: Thank you. For when I want to go play. Thank you for that. Because I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Oh, okay. So I was a little bit greedy in my answer. I'd also pay off any debts that any of my family members had, by the way, oh, right? Like yeah. if anyone did have a debt or was still paying off a mortgage, I would just want to make sure that they could be financially free. So then they could come to all my homes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the fun in having a zillion houses if you can't have everyone travel? Okay. I loved that question. That was such a good one. That made me feel good. Mm.
1: All right, 18, we're getting up there. Do you expect to support your parents or other loved ones in the future? That's a really important question I think every couple should talk to each other about when it comes to money. I think that's super important to plan for. I do know my parents had that conversation really young and my dad had to end up taking care of my grandma, thank God he could, but it was important to both of them. So I think that's an important question. How do you feel?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's it's one that I'm really passionate about as well. And it's tough because not a lot of people can afford to take care of their parents. So especially in, in America, there's this huge gap right, between our generation and the generation ahead of us. And there's a reason that there's a ton of assisted living facilities being built right now. I absolutely will take care of my family members. I'll also take care of Nick's. We intend to have his mom move in. We will absolutely welcome my parents into my home when the time comes. So I'm always an advocate. If my sister needed something, if my sister and my brother-in-law turned to me and they, God forbid, both lost their jobs and needed something, they would also move in. We would just be a packed in, (laughs) big old family of a zillion people living it. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm right there with you. Family is everything to both me and Taylor. And we would absolutely support both of our parents if they needed anything. Because like I said in the previous episode, I didn't get an allowance because they made sure I was alive. (laughs) Exactly. And we are indebted to our parents to some degree, but I'm happily indebted to say, yeah, like I got you now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. sure.
1: Love that one. That's
0: not just like a financial thing either. It's like a physical one for me too, right? Like that's like, yeah, I have only love for my family. So, is it is it my turn to ask a question? Yeah,
1: second to last. Here we go. Well,
0: okay, number nineteen. Do you expect to get any inheritance from your family? How would you use it if at all?
1: I don't know if we have any money, like cash. I don't think I don't know if there's any cash. We do have an inheritance, which is our our second family home that we've had in our family for about 70 years. Luckily, my dad has set up an ironclad will across all four kids, so no one will fight about it. So it seems pretty great. And Taylor loves it, I love it, you know. We'll continue the the generational, let's spend the summers in Long Beach, Indiana. Love that. All of our white butts on the, you know. (laughs) The people that shouldn't be on a beach that are every summer. It's kind of funny, but.
0: yeah. Well, lots of sunblock. You'll be fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's how I would use it. And then if, if there were any cash from either my parents or Taylor's parents, I think what we would do, at least my opinion, I guess I should ask him is put it towards our kids. So not use it unless we absolutely had to use it towards the next generation. So just keep giving forward. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I think that's. That's definitely a discussion for you and Taylor, but totally. it sounds like it sounds like a practical choice. So. Absolutely. So in terms of inheritance, no. I mean, like I said, my money is my family's money. I don't anticipate that my parents will have anything beyond what we currently have and realistically I expect them to spend it all and really enjoy themselves because they have worked their butts off their entire life to to get to this point. So they deserve to spend anything that they can and anything that comes out of retirement. I do, I mean, I do have jewelry. So my mom loves traditional jewelry and from like Bengali jewelry. So we will, I do, I have, I have some of that from my wedding, but unfortunately I don't wear any of it. So it's just kind of in a bank account somewhere, but
1: do you think that would be something that you wouldn't, you know, give forward to if you had a daughter or, or a son that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's something that I've thought about a lot. And if I have daughters or sons, I will give them. I mean, some of this jewelry comes from my grandma and some, some of this jewelry comes from, you know, generational jewelry. It's it's not stuff that was just made spur of the moment. So I absolutely, I hope that my kids will want that jewelry and hopefully want to wear it on their wedding day and have, you know, better luck than I did my first time around. So yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I, yeah, that's something, that's something I'll always hang on to
1: because it means a lot to me. All right. Last question. I want us to answer it funny and then serious. Ready? (laughs) Okay. If something were to happen to you, what would you want me to do with your money? What do you want me to leave behind, and who do you want me to leave it to?
0: <laughs> uh, well, you already know. The first things first. You need to smash my side computer. You're gonna throw that thing into the Seattle Sound, and it's never coming back. <laughs> I was hoping you but that's not financial. Like that. Okay. thank you okay what would I want you to do that might so I for what it's worth I actually already have my own will and it's something that I seriously had to contemplate during the pandemic and I put it together and at the current moment I don't have kids so all of my funds will go towards my only nephew my sole nephew at the moment and he won't have access to it until he goes to college. At which point, I'll pay for fifteen percent of his university. I have this very detailed, wow. by the way, fifteen percent of his university. But he has to be working the entire time that he uses the funds that I provide him with wow. in order to gain access to it. And then when he turns thirty, he'll get the balance. So that's how I have it structured. Oh, and but he has to be working full time in order to get it when he's thirty as well.
1: Laying that hammer down, I love it. Yeah, no,
0: I'm. I'm not the fun on. No. I'm the mean aunt for sure. For sure. For sure.
1: Life lessons.
0: Yeah. But that's, I guess that's my side of it. What's your side of it, Meg? What, what would you do? What's your funny and what's your serious? If something happened to you. Okay.
1: You're not allowed to tell anybody who my bank accounts are because (laughs) they will forever go down as dad, William and Billy.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Deal. They're just going to be three men
1: forever. Don't let anyone know. And I got, it's Frank, it's not Billy. So Frank, William, and Chad. Okay. Don't let anyone know. Nobody. Oh, what would I do? Like for real, for real? I would say like in my nest egg, if you were in charge of it, I would ask you to divide it up amongst my siblings to make sure they had a little bit of something. I have a good amount of stock from the company I work with. I don't know what I would have you do with that or if you would even be allowed to, but if you could divide that up too, please do.
0: Sort of a thing. You need to take a look at that and figure out how to get that split up. Oh. And this is one of the nice things about having joint accounts, by the way.
1: If you have stock.
0: The stock piece, I'm not fully, I, cause I don't understand employer stock options since i personally have never been fully vested and employer stock options but I should do some research for you and find that out however you should be asking that question yeah I love for sure I've never thought
1: about that at all because it's a good amount like every time we get a bonus or something it comes in stock that are warrants and then vest over a certain amount of time but I have a good amount vested so and also my 401k like what do I do with that I have no idea.
0: Well, so for 401k, you can have a beneficial owner. So if something happens to you, you can actually select someone and that should be within your 401k. Like it should be an option on one of the screens. So for example, my sister would would turn over and become the custodian of my 401k if something were to happen to me. So that you should have filled out for sure. But for your stock options, I'm not sure. I don't know what happens before they're vested. I don't know if you get access to them if you pass away.
1: Okay. And then the last thing I want you to do... Is I want you to take five dollars out of Chad in cash, a five dollar bill, and I want you to write a message on it, and I want you to stand at the edge of Lake Michigan and tear it up and throw it in.
0: I'm not doing do that. That.
1: <laughs> that is my last. Testament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: okay. Okay, if that happens to me, no,
1: <laughs> not. It's recorded. Not. You have to do it.
0: I know. The, okay. Well, we can we can negotiate later. <laughs> I'm not going to go all the way to the Inland Ocean. I'm going to go to Indiana to drive over to your favorite part of the ocean to trip a $5 bill in. Come on. The
1: Inland Ocean? Yes. Whatever. That's what I want. We
0: can talk about it. (laughs) We can negotiate later, young lady. Deal.
1: Okay, we got through all 20 questions.
0: We did. Should we take a break now to celebrate?
1: Let's take a break.
0: Okay. Okay. Nina. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to add this up? This is a weird one. I almost feel like we need to summarize each other's money experience in some way, shape or form. And do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to go first. So things that I've taken away from us doing these 20 questions. One, we need to start asking our partners way more of these questions because I'm so curious about how they'd react versus how we, we respond. Two, some of our past, I want to call them experiences, not traumas, (laughs) but experiences has definitely trained us into the women that we are today. And something that I love about you is that you're really adapting to some of the things we've been talking about and pushing forward in some pretty incredible ways. Like you having that conversation with your friend about how you're budgeting and being confident about it. I think that's incredible. And some of the different aspects of your life and what you're going to do with your money as you grow your wealth and become successful is just wonderful to hear about. It was heartwarming to me. And I know from hearing how passionate you are about them, that you're definitely going to achieve them in the future. And then lastly, I'm still a little miffed that I'm going to have to go to the Inland Ocean to drop a $5 bill into the ocean for you. That's just strange. Yeah,
1: I knew you would.
0: No, I never said that I will. I said that it's negotiable, but I'm like a little, I'm a little miffed that that's on the list. So you're
1: welcome. It's my one last. (laughs) Gotcha.
0: (laughs) We'll see if I don't change my will just because you did that. But yes, yes, carry on, carry on. Okay, your turn. (sighs)
1: Summarize. Yes, I think there's so much to be said and talked about amongst my partner as well you know, continuously bothering him in bed to poke him awake and ask him these questions or sit down and have a glass of wine on the couch and actually get down to the root of some of it. Cause when you're building a life with someone, it's important to have these conversations up front, just to know what each other wants in case something does happen. God will, you know, yeah. God forbid. Yeah. I also think I have a bit of work to do. I never thought about creating a will because I never thought I had that much to make a will. But these are important things to think about as you get married and want to have children. So definitely something I need to go down the route of. And maybe we should have an episode about, quite frankly, of how you prepare for the worst but hope for the best, maybe. Yeah, I I, I just love these questions. I think Ask Seda has done such a phenomenal job. The only thing is like, you know, I had that dream about 50 cent I told you about. This is like the 20 minus 1 questions without 50 cents. And I think we should create a meme about it. It's 21 minus one, Nina. 21 minus one. Let me do that again. <laughs> then,
0: nope. no, this is way cuter. Do we have to re-record this part? Because it's so funny. It <laughs> like <laughs> Well, for what it's worth, by the way, I summarized what I saw in you and you summarized what you saw in yourself just now too. <laughs> nope.
1: For what, for what it's worth. FWIW. I believe the work that we're doing here and the transparency and openness and willing to be shameless in the questions we're asking each other is not only making us better about our money, me specifically, but I think it's helping our friendship too. One, because we get to stay in touch, and two, because we get to talk about a side of our lives that we don't really normally do. And there's something beautiful and kind of emotional about it that I never thought I would feel this way, but I definitely do. Good. Yeah. So thank you for pretending to be my couple. You know, we're in a couple and we go through these questions. I think that's important. We're business partners.
0: We're business partners, girl. We have so many more. I have so many more people that I want to bring on to talk about that side of it as well. But, oh my gosh, I... I'm exhausted. That was so much to take in.
1: It definitely was. I think I need you know, to go eat something.
0: <sighs> don't stop. I still have like 40 minutes before I'm allowed to, to eat anything today. So. I'm
1: going to go chew an ice cube. I don't know what you can do. Probably. <laughs> not, maybe step outside. <laughs>
0: Breathe there. Breathe there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I love you. Thank you so much for sharing all this with me. This was, this was honestly a very special set of episodes that has taught me a lot about you. It's taught me a lot about myself. And hopefully, somebody out there is learning something as well.
1: Agreed. I love you too. Thanks for creating the platform. And I admire and respect you. Mm-hmm.
0: Till next week. Till next week. Love you, bae. Love you. Thanks for joining us. Head on over to girlsjustwana.com where you can subscribe to the show follow Megan and I on social or even text us your important financial questions. And remember, there's no shame in asking anything. We'll see you next time on Girls Just Want to
1: Have Funds.